You're listening to Confidently She. Let's gently cleanse that internalized misogyny and equip you to handle what life brings your way. I'm Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help. Welcome to the show. All right, we are back with another episode of Confidently She. My name is Rebecca Biggie. I'm your host. I'm going to ask you the question, how much water have you had today? Girl, staying hydrated is the easiest way to show a little bit of love to your body in like something that's very simple, okay? All you have to do is drink some water. So go get a glass, fill up your water bottle. You're going to want to be hydrated for this because this episode is all about food. Food is a touchy subject and it shouldn't be. Something that makes me so sad about our relationship with food and how it pertains to our body is that we can't avoid it. One of the reasons this feels so big and so heavy is because you're faced with it every day. It's one thing to be like, oh, I have a problem spending too much money. You know, I'm a shopaholic. I, I spend too much money on things that I don't need. Okay, so what's the solution? You just avoid going to shopping malls. You avoid going online shopping. You get rid of your credit cards, right? Like you can take some steps to completely put it out of your mind. You can avoid that. You can avoid putting yourself in that situation where you're going to have to make a decision about whether or not to buy something, right? But when it comes to food, you can't avoid it. Every single day, multiple times a day, you have to make decisions about food. You have to think about food. Even if you're not eating food every single day, You still think about it. You'll still get hungry. Like it's still going to be on your mind. Even if you're anorexic and you're struggling with an eating disorder and you don't eat every day, it's still on your mind. You still get hungry. And that's what makes it difficult because you're faced with it all the time. You don't get a break from it. And the more you feel pressure to eat certain food or not eat certain food, when you when you mess up or you feel like you can't do it anymore, you kind of go all the way the other way. You rebel against the idea of this restrictive eating and you rebel in a way that is opposite of what your goals actually are. So you sit down at the end of the day and you're like, you know what, screw it. I am going to have a whole roll of Oreos and I'm going to have ice cream and I'm going to have this bag of salt and vinegar, potato chips, and it's going to be a freaking treat. And so you you undo all of this stuff in an attempt to rebel against the restriction and the pressure and all of that. So it's, it's one thing to have a different type of outlet for this, but typically we, we use the thing as the outlet. So that's another reason that it makes food feel like the enemy, like you have to deal with this every single day. Because food is a part of your everyday life, you're faced with it all the time. So there's really no release or relief from the struggle. 
with food. And the reason it's so frustrating is because over time, the different messages we've gotten about food have changed dramatically. Look back at different advertisements, different health articles from the last 20 years, the last 30 years. You'll see that, you know, at one point, carbohydrates were like the enemy, like you can't eat any carbs, carbs are going to make you fat, it's bad for you, don't eat carbs. Then it was, well, actually, carbs are fine, you should have a lot of carbs, you just can't have refined sugar. You know, sugar is actually the thing that's bad. Then it was, don't eat fat. You know, if you eat fat, you're going to get fat. And that's how you gain weight. And that's how you're unhealthy. Then it was actually, you know what? No, the more fat you eat, the less fat you'll have on your body. So we actually want you to eat fat. And it's just ridiculous. Like, I remember growing up, my dad would be like, um, he'd be on these diets and he did the Atkins diet and he would walk around when we would be eating and he'd be like, oh, evil carbohydrates. Like, no, I can't have any carbohydrates. They're evil. You know, they're going to, they're going to throw off my diet. And it's interesting to look back on this and then to turn around and blame ourselves for our messed up relationship with food. Like it is not your fault if you stress over what to eat, when to eat, how to eat, whether or not you should, you know, drink a full glass of water before every meal or after every meal or during every meal or whatever, because we've been told so many different things, so many conflicting things over our lives that it's just like, you know what? I don't know anymore. I'm just going to do whatever. Like it's, it's ridiculous. You know, we, we hear diets about, I, I tried to do this diet. This was like the one diet that I actually tried um, for one day. So dieting wasn't part of my struggle. It was more just a pattern of disordered eating where I would feel really guilty about eating certain things or I would be very conscious of what I was putting on my plate versus what other people were putting on their plates and not eating the things I actually wanted because I wanted to look like I was, you know, healthy and just, oh, I'm just going to eat a little bit and that's all I need. And, you know, just weird stuff like that, not honoring my body. But this diet that I found on probably some elite daily article, something or other, was where you don't eat anything white that was the whole thing. It was like, you don't eat anything white um, ever, which is ridiculous because that includes, that includes all forms of like bread, rice, well, I guess brown rice, but still, you know, it's like now that whole thing has been debunked of like, oh, brown rice is good for you. White rice is bad for you. It's like, no, they're just different. They, we want to live in a world of good and bad, of black and white, of do this, don't do this. But the world is not like that. Bodies are not like that. Health is not black and white. It is gray. It is gray. What works for you is not going to work for me. So what you have to do is start with your body and figure out, am I hungry? How hungry am I? What do I need right now? And food is more than just fuel. It's not just 
okay, these are the things that I need. And if I eat this, then, then that's the only goal I'm trying to accomplish. No, food should taste good. Okay. You should enjoy your food. That's why you have taste buds. If you didn't have taste buds, then sure. Maybe it was just like this thing that you have to put in your body and it's all about efficiency. And that's that because you have taste buds that implies that taste is an important element of eating. You get to enjoy your food. You are designed to enjoy your food. But what has messed us up is the obsession the diet industry has with telling you what to do. You don't need to be told what to do. Your body actually knows how to feed itself and take care of itself. But you know, there's a whole thing that I could go off on or make someone else could go off on on why we crave certain foods and what the food has become, especially in America, you know, all the different preservatives or added sugars to make our tastes change or whatever. But at a fundamental level, your body still knows more than, than these different diets telling you to restrict things to only eat this, to never eat that, to stress out over whether or not to eat carbs or focus on eating protein, whether you should eat meat or dairy or all these things. Not only do they tell us what to eat, but they tell us when to eat. Remember when they were like, never eat anything past 8 p.m. Really? Have you been to Los Angeles? Like we don't eat dinner until nine. That's, that's an arbitrary rule. Like it just, <laughs> that's ridiculous. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you eat food. It's still the calories that you're taking in. So you could eat them at three in the morning and three in the afternoon. You're still taking in a certain number of calories for that day. But this is why food feels like the enemy because we're trying to like control it and figure it out and be like, okay, I see if I do this, this, and this, then this outcome is guaranteed. And if it doesn't work, it's the food's fault. It's my fault. Someone failed if this doesn't work. No, you're measuring it wrong. Food is designed to be enjoyed, to help you express who you are and what you're feeling. Like that's why some days you crave certain types of food. Other days you crave other types of food. You really hate some food, but love other food. Like that's a unique expression of your taste preferences. Hey, it's Rebecca. If you are wondering what your next step is, in your journey of body confidence, I've got you covered. I developed a body confidence quiz that places you exactly on your step in the body confidence playbook. So go to bodyconfidencequiz.com right now, take the free quiz and find out which step you are currently on and what you need to do next to grow in your body confidence. That's bodyconfidencequiz.com. Take the free quiz and I'll see you there. Food is also meant to connect you with other people. I love sitting down to dinner with a good friend of mine. That's one of my favorite things in the whole world, sharing a meal with someone I love. I love that. 
And if we aren't eating the same food, we don't feel as connected because we can't talk about it and be like, oh my gosh, you have to try these Brussels sprouts. They're amazing. You can't like, you're not as connected with someone if you're not eating the same food. And if you're sitting there with your little like to-go container of hummus and veggies and rice cakes while everyone else is having like the good food, the food that tastes good, you're not going to feel as connected. And so culture, diet culture has taught us to not trust our bodies, to, to fear getting it wrong, to be afraid of being fat, to be afraid of gaining any type of weight or losing any type of muscle or whatever. They have taught us to be afraid of this, so afraid of it, that food now feels like a burden. Eating feels like a burden and that sucks because you have to eat every day. So you're reminded of this. Every time you get hungry, oh my gosh, what am I gonna eat now? All right, maybe I'll do a little bit of this. I don't wanna eat too much of that. Oh, I ate chips last night. I probably shouldn't eat this today. You know, it's, it's this constant equation that we have in our mind and it just doesn't have to feel like that. It really doesn't. It doesn't have to feel like that. And the reason it does is because we have been taught to categorize food in terms of good food and bad food. We have put morality on food where we feel like we are good if we eat certain food and we are bad if we eat other food. The thing about this, the thing about this is First of all, there is no such thing as bad food unless it is poisonous or it just tastes gross. Those are the only kinds of bad food. If you don't like the way it tastes or if it's going to kill you or make you sick, those are bad foods. Everything else is just food. And the way to have a better relationship with food and with your body is by removing the morality from the equation rather than saying, oh, I'm so bad because I ate this or I've been really good this week. I've done this. And it's like, have you been good or did you just eat some vegetables? Have you been good or did you just drink water? Like, yeah, those are healthy things to do, but it's not defining whether or not you are a good person. Like we need to stop with that because then the indication is if you ever stop doing those good things, what does that make you? It makes you bad, but it doesn't make you bad. <laughs> like I was talking with a client a few years ago who shared with me, she finally felt okay eating pizza for a meal. She was like, you know what, Rebecca? You are the only person who has told me that it's okay to have pizza if I'm hungry and that's what I want. She's like, everyone else, the dietitians, everybody is like, well, you know, you should probably have this instead or blah, blah, blah. But I realized, this is her talking, I realized it's not about eating the right food 
It's about getting my body food. She's like, because sometimes I'll be at an event and the only thing available is, quote, unhealthy food, but I'm starving. So I force myself to wait to eat until I get home. And then I end up eating way too much because I am beyond the point of reasonable hunger and I overeat, I feel like crap, and then I end up eating pizza anyway. So she's like, if I would have just let myself have some of that food at the event, I would have satisfied my hunger to a point where then later I could go home and have a proper meal. And before she's like, I would have never done that or I would have felt like crap about it. I would have beaten myself up. And the whole time I was just like stressing about like, you can't eat this food. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. You have to be good. You have to be good. So I was really blessed to hear that, to hear that she felt like she had permission to feed herself. You know what? Your responsibility to your body is to make sure that it has energy. And sometimes the only thing available for your body is a cookie. So then you can eat that. Sometimes the only thing available is broccoli. And you're like, you know what? I really need like a hearty sandwich right now. Like I need like more food than this, but all there is is this broccoli. Fine. Okay. I'll eat this. I'll get some more food later. Or if you're not hungry and food is offered to you, sometimes we feel the need to eat even though we're not hungry. You feel like because food is offered to you, well, you better eat it. That's a scarcity mindset. That's, I I don't know when I'll be able to eat again. I better eat this or this food is free. So I, I may as well eat this food. It's right in front of me. That's not how you measure whether or not you should eat. You decide whether or not you should eat based on how hungry you are. And then you decide what it is that your body needs or wants and remove the I'm being good or I'm being bad. Because remember, I mean, what I said at the beginning of this episode, the good and bad foods have changed throughout our lifetime. So then that proves there's no such thing. There's no such thing. It's all about whether or not this is going to be something that feels good for your body. And that can mean physically it feels good or emotionally it feels good. And eventually when you start to have this healthy relationship with food, you, you're less attached to these decisions that you make. You don't judge yourself based on the decisions you make. Yesterday I was hungry. I grabbed a bag of potato chips, sat down at my desk and had like half of the bag and was like, "Ah, okay, I don't want to eat these anymore. I'm just going to like put these away. That was kind of like my dinner. And I didn't think twice about it. I kind of laughed once and was like, I love how I'm just like eating potato chips right now and do not care. I do not care. (laughs) I, I I wanted them. I ate them. And then when I didn't want them, I stopped eating them. My parents would tell us, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. And man, it sounds so simple, but somehow diet culture has made that feel almost impossible. Why? Because they've trained us 
to not trust our body. Are you hungry or are you actually thirsty? Maybe you should just drink some water instead of eating. Are you hungry or are you actually just bored? Maybe you should do something else to occupy your time. Are you hungry or maybe you should just chew some gum to trick yourself into thinking that you're eating so that you don't eat, so that you don't get fat. Remember those freaking lollipops that I think Kim Kardashian made to like stop her hunger or something? I don't know if she made them or if she was just like doing an advertisement for them or something ridiculous, but it was literally like an appetite suppressant lollipop. It made me so mad. And I'm just like, you know what they call an appetite suppressant? Lunch. It's called lunch, guys. It's called food. You eat, okay? Okay, that's how you, you don't suppress your appetite. Appetites do not exist to be suppressed and ignored. They are an indication, hey, um, your body needs more food. And then you say, oh, okay, I'll get you some food, body. And then you eat the food. And once you're full, you stop. And then you're like, all right, continuing on with my day. That's how it's supposed to feel. But diet culture, man, diet culture wants you to ask them how you feel. Ask them what you need. Ask them if it's okay to eat. Ask them, am I being good? Am I being good? No. (laughs) No. It's just food. It's just food. So I've started doing something that has been really great for me. Um, I hate cooking. I hate going grocery shopping. So I found something. This really helps me out with eating healthy and getting enough food and not interrupting my life in a way that's super annoying. It's called Sprinly. And if you've listened to this episode before, you remember I used to talk about a company called Methodology, and that is great, but it's also only in the state of California. And I know that a lot of you are listening from all over the U.S., and so Sprinly delivers to the entire country. Sprinly is a vegan meal delivery service that is saving my life. It's amazing. And if you want to use my referral code and get $20 off your first order, I also get $20 towards my meals. So if you want to try vegan food, this is a really easy way to do that. And it's a way that actually tastes good. It makes eating just like a no-brainer. And you get to, you know, give me $20 towards my food, towards my meals. It's like uh, taking me out to lunch to say thank you for being so amazing, you know, if, uh, if you feel compelled to do that. So I don't have a referral code for this one. I just have a link. So you have to use that link in order to get the $20 off and for me to get my thing and all of that good stuff. So click the link in the show notes to head over to Sprinly and check it out. And trust me, when I give a recommendation, I have been through the ringer trying to find companies that deliver plant-based meals that I don't have to cook and that actually taste good. Because I'm telling you, I went through a period where I was... (laughs) I was so disappointed with all these other brands out there that like the food actually tastes horrible. And it was like so disappointing, like, or it's just like not filling, 
right? So I'll just, I'll just tell you now, like I tried daily harvest and I was always hungry by the time I finished the meal and it didn't taste good. I also tried that like Saqqara life or something, same deal, expensive, didn't fill me up. I was like left wanting snacks afterwards, but this will not do that to you. So check out Sprinly. Because food shouldn't feel like the enemy. It should just be an easy, effortless part of your day. And it should be a really kind way for you to serve and honor your body. I love eating food that I know is rich in nutrients and it's colorful and and it's like really pretty to eat it. Like this methodology food is great. There were like beets. I never eat beets. I don't know how to cook beets, but there were these beets in this meal. And I was just like, oh, this is so lovely. This is so wonderful. I love this so much. And that's how it should feel when you're eating. And you know, I feel that way when I'm eating my strawberry oat milk ice cream from Trader Joe's. I sit down and I'm watching my Outlander and I'm eating this ice cream and I'm like, oh, I love this. I love that if this tastes good and that I feel good and that I'm not judging myself right now. It's amazing. Once you get rid of this like good food, bad food, evil carbohydrates, oh, I can't have any sugar. Why? Why can't you have sugar? I'm telling you, you can have sugar. What was the purpose of living if you can't have a brownie now and then? Like, come on, like you're you're designed to enjoy your life. You're designed to enjoy food. And just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you have to adhere to different rules, different standards, different levels of restriction and and a lower level of satisfaction and enjoyment just because you have to stay skinny. Otherwise, your husband's going to leave you. No. Your husband leaving you is not the worst thing to happen to you. Not eating brownies is. I would always say, I don't want to live in a world where bread is off limits. I don't want to live in a world where I can't drink a glass of red wine, have some chocolate, you know, like absolutely not. No body is worth that. No body is worth that. And guess what? I eat really whatever I want. I move pretty consistently but my body has found its weight equilibrium and I love it. My weight does not fluctuate, okay? It's not true that you have to obsess and stress over everything you eat in order for you to look the same. And also newsflash, nobody looks the same forever. That's natural, that's okay, all right? So, That's what I have for you for this episode. I hope you laughed. I hope you feel like you're not alone in the fact that eating is just like a stressful thing, but it doesn't have to be. I hope you see through my passion and my like just earnest whatever that it's like, it doesn't have to be like that. I hope you believe me. You have to believe me. I mean, I'm telling the truth. (laughs) It's possible for you. It, It happened for me. It's possible for you. I'm so glad you listened and I'll be right back here next week with another episode and I'll talk to you then. 
Hey, everybody, it's Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I want to give an extra special thank you to everyone who has left a rating and review of this show over on iTunes. That means so much to me. So I want to extend a very special thank you. And I will see you again in another episode.